listening to Kingdom Authority with your host, Dancia J. Morris, on Kingdom Empower Incorporated. We're here to educate, motivate, and elevate your mind, body, and spirit. If you have questions or comments, or just want to talk to your host, you can call in at 646-668-2413, or listen in online at landministries.com. And now, here's your host, Dancia J. Morris. Well, good evening, good evening, and thank you so much for tuning in to KAB with your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Listen, I'm excited about God and what he is doing. I consistently tell you all, it is time for us to operate with authority in our territory, and that's exactly what I intend to do. Come what may, no matter what highs, lows, disappointments, and and maybe some setbacks, but I'm excited about God. And guess what? He is the author and finisher of our faith, and we just got to keep pressing and doing what God has told us to do. Isn't it amazing to know that God is our refuge and our strength? He is our joy in the time of sorrow. He is our helper. He is our father, our daddy, our provider. He is everything that we need. And though no matter what you go through, he is your guide. He is there right with you and he's your good shepherd. So I just want to encourage you on today that it is time to operate in God's grace and what he has gifted you, which is their spiritual gifts. It is absolutely the time to be that person that somebody needs to see Jesus. And so I want to encourage you again, okay, operate with authority in your territory. Thank God for you joining the Kingdom Authority broadcast. We have a wonderful guest on tonight um, in the way of Minister Carmen Wallace, and I want to give time and room for her to say exactly what God says. I love how she comes because let me tell you, people of God, she speaks with the anointing and clarity of God. She speaks with authority, and I thank God for this woman that's coming on who teaches me things without even saying a word. You know, it's so important to be able to walk into a room and still demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ. It's overwhelming at times, and I guarantee you, you will be changed as a result of what's coming tonight. I want to pray and just um, set the atmosphere so that we can see this mighty woman of God and, and as she comes in her own way. Father, we just thank you. We love you, God. You are definitely our our God, the true and living God. You are definitely Elohim. You are El Shaddai, the God that is more than enough. And we praise you and we honor you. We bless you, Father. Thank you for being our Lord and Savior. Oh, God, we thank you for the many gifts you give unto us, Father, and, and, and we thank you for who you are, that we can depend on you. There is, there is none other that we can depend on. You are the good shepherd. You are Lord and you're our Savior, our Redeemer. You are help, God. You're our guide. You're our refuge and our strength. You're our peace. Yes, Lord, you're the heart mender and the mind regulator. Father, we thank you for being all that we absolutely need. Lord, we acknowledge you as our God, our Savior, our Redeemer. 
Yes, you are the Lord of lords and the King of kings, and we can't help but say thank you. We come to you, Father, because we love you. We come to you because we know that you care. We come to you, Lord, because we know that you are the only one that can keep us sustain us, to guide us, to love us how we need to be loved, to make us feel how we need to be, how we need to feel, Father, to help us to walk through this path. Lord, there's some unrighteous stuff going on, so help us, oh God, to stay on the righteous path, Lord. God, keep our minds, Lord. At times we feel like our mind, we're going to go crazy, and the enemy's coming at us in every direction. But, Lord, thou art God, and you are a keeper. Hallelujah. You're a keeper, Lord. We expect things, and people can disappoint us, and it feels like no one loves us at times. But, God, you love us. And, yes, there is someone on this earth who loves us. Help us, oh, God, to be able to see precisely, keenly, with clarity, See what you want us to do, Father, and to obey immediately, Father, to hear your voice, to see, God, and to obey, Father, in the name of Jesus. And when we can't see, Lord, help us just to know your voice and to walk in it in Jesus' name. We thank you for the hearts that are prepared, that are open for tonight. We thank you for the ears, God, that will hear. We ask that a sound that flows from Minister Carmen Wallace, that it will penetrate through the atmosphere and and, and hit with the high frequency and to the eardrum, Father, that will cause people to hear only your voice. So, God, we're saying you speak through her. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus, Father, you know where our hearts are right now. And so, Lord, bind us together, collect us together, Father, so that we can be mindful of this one thing, that you are God and you have a messenger and you're sending your message to the messenger. Now, God, give clarity and strength and encouragement where it's needed right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Lift this woman. We lift this woman of God up by the name of Carmen Wallace, Father. And we lift her role, Father, in the body of Christ, Father. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will lift up Minister Carmen Wallace, Father, high above the earth so that she sees and and that she sees what you reveal unto her and she's able to articulate it, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm grateful to God for each and every one of you. Thank you for coming on and joining us. Listen, you have done some uh, some extremely um, wonderful, wonderful things and, and coming on the broadcast the last few weeks, and I'm excited about this night. I want you to tune in because I'm going to bring her right on. I want her to come in her way. And I believe the power of God speaks through her, and, and it will penetrate your very heart. And so I'm going to go ahead and bring on um, Minister Carmen Wallace. Um, if you're there, if you can just come on at this time. Praise God. Praise God. I thank God because every good and perfect gift comes from him, comes from a father that loves us unconditionally. And it yes. is a great pleasure and privilege just to be on this broadcast with uh, Reverend Dancia Morris. I, I thank God for the ministry that she that he has given to her and that she has accepted her call to be a light unto the nation. I thank her for her ministry, the fact that it's called Kingdom Authority. And the 
the thing that is really unique that our pastor is preaching about kingdom authority. Hallelujah. We we live in this world, but we are not of this world. We serve a higher purpose. As believers in Christ, we have a higher calling, and we cannot allow the enemy to wreak havoc. The call is on our lives, and we have to accept the calling. If we say that God is our Father, and he's faithful, and he's kind, and he's just, and he's loving, then we must demonstrate those qualities. Every time that we walk, regardless of where we're walking, if it's in the mall, if we're going to Kmart, if we're going to Walmart, if we're going to Starbucks, wherever we are, we represent the body of Christ, the church. So there are no Sunday Christians. We must be Christians Monday through Monday. One of my, my burning passion um, that the Lord has given me is in the area of marriage. I thank God that our pastor um, through seeking God, felt that this was the call that God has on my life, is to see marriages flourish, to see marriages mm-hmm. in heaven and earth. And wow. we, we have lost that ability to see marriage as God ordained it to be. We are in the body of Christ somehow missing the mark when you have the divorce rate in, in, in the Christian community equaling the divorce rate in, in the world, something is wrong. Something is wrong. The enemy has no power over the children of God. The Bible tells us that we overcome him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb, which is Jesus Christ, and by the word of our testimony. As married couples, we have to testify that marriage is a good thing. Yes, there will be trials and tribulations, there will be sickness, but marriage is a good thing. Marriage can only be a good thing if we allow Jesus to be in the center of it all. It is amazing that one of the very first miracles that Jesus performed was at a wedding feast in Cana, where he turned water into wine. That is truly amazing, that the first miracle that God would perform was turning water into wine. God tells us in Genesis, he spoke to, to um, Adam and Eve, and he said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. We are given that gift to be fruitful and to multiply and to replenish the earth. We have to replenish the earth with God-fearing children. First of all, we have to know how to fear God in order for our children to understand the fear of the Lord. As I mentioned, marriage is work. Marriage just don't happen after you say, I do. 
Many times, you know, I've talked about the fact that we spend so much money. There are people who can afford it, and they have spent thousands upon thousands of dollars on a marriage or a wedding, I should say. They have this enormous, enormous, they have all the trimmings and all, all the flares, and then they spend so much on the honeymoon. And we invite everyone to the wedding only to uninvite Jesus. The wedding has to start before we say, I do. God said that we're to seek him first in everything. We right. Seek, That's awesome. We seek him in the person that he has for us. Many times we, we become uh, concerned that, oh, my gosh, we, we are aging. We have no children. We have no husband. And the Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing, absolutely nothing, because God is our good Father, and he knows exactly what we need, when we need it, and when we're able to handle what he has given us. And so, as, as I mentioned about um, Jesus doing this first miracle of turning water into wine, he's saying to us that I care about the institution of marriage. I could have allowed a wedding guest to be without and to talk about the couple who could not provide even wedding, wine at their wedding. But I showed you that I am the wine in every relationship. If I become the first wine that you drink in this relationship, the relationship will stand. No man can love us to the point of wholeness, but God can. And when we come into a marriage and we are broken, we have not sorted out ourselves, we have not allowed the healer to heal us, we come into our marriages with baggages. We come into our marriages like a bucket that has holes in it. You, you have one person pouring in consistently, but the other person never gets filled up because they're holes, and it's not really holes in, in the bucket, so to speak, but it's holes in our souls, our souls that have not yet surrendered to God. And so if we have not surrendered to God, how can we surrender to an earthly man or an earthly woman? Minister Wallace, I'm going to do something because we're having some technical difficulties. If you can just... Hold on for just a moment. Let me just get things um, reset back up because I want to make sure this word goes out. And for yes. some reason, there's some difficulty. So this may disconnect, and I apologize for the listeners, but I want to make sure that we have everything in the background set up so that people can hear this word. If you can, you may need to dial back in in about five minutes. So thank you so much. Just give me a few moments.
Okay, thank you so much. Um, are we still connected? Yes, praise God we are. Praise you God. Know. Okay, let's just keep rolling. Okay. You know, life is filled with technical difficulties and hang-ups. <laughs> but it, it is part of living. It is part of living, and when technical difficulties comes into our lives, we understand that we run to the throne room. The, the Bible tells us that the enemy comes only but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. We already know how he operates. And so if we know that he comes but to kill, to steal, and to destroy, then we're on our guard because we know exactly what he's attempting to do. But we have a blood-bought right to stand up to the accuser of the brethren who is attempting to destroy marriages which he cannot. Jesus has already paid the penalty for our sins. And so many times we come into the marriage relationship and we hold on to sins from the past. We hold on to the, the fact that uh, we did things that we should not have done. And we're carrying that burden into marriage. And so we cannot enjoy the marriage relationship because we are carrying burden from other relationships. We are not healed and we're not whole to be in a marriage relationship because we somehow don't understand the power of grace, the power in the fact that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Unless we can see ourselves righteous before our King, there is no way for us to see ourselves righteous enough to enjoy the beauty that comes from a God-ordained marriage relationship. The, the world is hungry. The, the world is looking for believers who would say, I am married, and I thank God for bringing me this godly man or for bringing me this godly wife. But sometimes, even mm-hmm. in the body of Christ, we tear down our husbands and we tear down our wives. And the, the thing about it is the enemy is very strategic about how he plans to go about tearing down marriages because he allows women to hook up with their, their best girlfriend who is not married but is seeking. And sometimes seeking your husband and you're too blind to see it because you are not taking your problem to God, but to your friends. And so there are times the the enemy allows the friend to creep into the marriage relationship. Or it may be a brother that sees you and you're looking sad, and he's going to tell you how he can give you the sun, the moon, and the star. But you have everything that you need through Christ. And he is not able to give you anything that God has not already given you. So sometime in the marriage relationship, we live in a poverty mentality. And when I speak of poverty, I'm not talking about... I'm talking about living in a 
poverty situation because we fail to understand that, that God owns the cattle and the thousand hills and he owns everything. And he gives to his children because he's a loving father. So many times our poverty is caused by our own lack of understanding of who we are in Christ and who Christ is in the marriage relationship. We need to let the world see the truth about marriages. We need to let the world see that we are not going to be swayed or dissuaded about the situation that come because things come into our lives, as the Bible said, to make us strong. If we could depend on our husband or, on, or our wives for all of our needs, then we would not need God. And we tend to run to God when someone is talking about divorce. Wow. You know, one of my daughter had told me um, about marriage, and she had mentioned the fact that divorce was not an option. Divorce is not an option, but there are times where situations arise, and many times it's the bed that we made that we're laying in. God did not call us to marry Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome, but we reject the one that God called us to marry. And then when the heat gets turned up and we have no other way, we seek out divorce. And so divorce was not ordained by God, but, you know, it was because of the hardness of men's heart. And hear me and hear me well. I'm not saying that if you are in a marriage where someone is beating out your brain and you're in the emergency room every night that that is God's will. You have to seek God because he is the healer. He is the healer. He has given you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And and so in, in the marriage relationship, we are always having to seek God, individually and collectively. We have to understand our roles as wives. We have to understand our roles as husbands. We have to understand when Jesus talked about the fact that he is the good shepherd. He is the father. He is the covering over our husbands. Our husbands are supposed to be the covering over their wives. But many times we are out of order, and when we're out of Mm -hmm. order, we allow the enemy to come in and wreak havoc. God has a standard, and he does not change it to suit man. We can come up to his standards, but he will not come down to ours. And so I'm really encouraging our sisters, I call them the strong sisters, who uh, the commercial said they can, they can buy the bacon, they can fry it up in a pan because they're a woman. I'm encouraging them to not be all that on a bag of chips. Don't mm. allow past hurts, 
um, relationships that you've seen, maybe it's your parents that have gone sour, to color your world. God is a God of grace and favor. And he will do for you in a married relationship what a husband cannot do. God can teach you how to submit. Whether it, it, it said that you know the, the woman is to submit to the husband, but I believe also that the husband must submit to God first of all. And does the husband know how to come under the leadership of God, the Godship, the headship? If he cannot submit to God, it will be difficult for his wife to submit to him because God is not the author of confusion in the home. The enemy, Hallelujah. When, when we put a crack in that door, the enemy knows how to come in. And I've heard it said that when the enemy comes, he comes um, prepared. He has multiple suitcases because he tends to stay until he destroys. But we have to understand that we, we cannot be threatened by the enemy. Many times we will say crazy things like the enemy is chasing us, the, the enemy is, is on my trail, but that cannot be so because we are covered by the blood of the Lamb. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The greater one lives in us. The greater one lives in us. And we have to understand that in him, the greater one, we have redemption through his blood. We have the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace, not our grace. Yes, Lord. And so we we can just trust him for our marriages. We can trust him for our marriages, understanding that, yes, marriages can be heaven and earth, but we have to do the work. And all the work that we have to do is to surrender, surrender our marriages to God, surrender our heartaches, our pain to God, surrender our loneliness to God, because you can be in a marriage and yet be lonely. So we have to surrender everything to God, surrender it to the foot of the cross. He is able to give us the grace that we need. Uh You know, in Ephesians it said that we're to be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Many times in, in our marriage relationship we are not patient, we're not humble, we are abrasive, aggressive. And that should have no part in the marriage of two believers in Christ. My, my, good Lord. You know, if we could just see the heart of Jesus, how he loves, how he doesn't condemn. We, we, we get convicted by the word, but we think it's condemnation. But we can never be condemned because the Bible tells us There is therefore now no condemnation for us. So when we are messing up, God uses the word to convict us so that we can turn around and go in the right direction. Wow, yes, Lord. We really need God in our marriages. If marriages are to survive, we cannot put God on the back burner. He has to be that third that third cord 
that core that is twined together. We have to have Jesus in our lives. We need him in our marriages. Our children are looking to us. And children and young adults, they are seeing the brokenness in marriages. And they are deciding that, why should I get married? Right. You know, sister so-and-so was married for 50 years and now they're getting a divorce. What examples are we setting for our younger generation? You know, God said that we're supposed to be the salt and the light. And we, we cannot just have our light hidden on the basket. We have to show the light of marriage that, yes, Married people do have their ups and downs, but they made a covenant. They make a covenant, and many times they make it lightly. It said, until death do us part. But somehow we say those words without really thinking, what does that mean? It means that only death should part us. But again, wow. God is not condemning us. If we walk away from our marriage, God is not condemning us. But he's going to speak to us in that gentle voice, saying to us, why did you not seek me before you made the final decision? You know, many times we think about marriage as as a contract, but it is not. You know, a contract can be voided, but a covenant cannot. And so wow. it, 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 is, it is really important that we seek the heart of God as we talk about marriage and marriage relationship. It, it, it's just such a mess to bring children into a marriage that is so upside down. Because children, you know, Jesus said to suffer the children to come unto me. And we have to have a stable foundation in the marriage relationship before we bring children in that we cannot teach them that this is the way, walk in it. As I mentioned, my my heart is for marriages. I, I am so grateful to God for allowing me and my husband to celebrate 46 years of being married. Uh, you know, it's, it's but God, because trials and tribulations do come into the marriage. But we, we weather life storms together. We understand that we are not perfect in our own selves, but we serve a perfect God. And he is yeah. able to make his grace abound to all of us in the midst of our trials and tribulation in marriages. I've often said to couples that our, our bedroom should be a sanctuary and that we should not allow the enemy to come in and wreak havoc. So when you have issues in the marriage, it needs to stay out of the bedroom, which is the sanctuary the sanctuary where you seek God together, the sanctuary where you love the way God wants you to love, where you can be open and free and naked and unashamed, where there is no condemnation in the relationship. 
are not to beat down. We are to support. We are to love. We are to show the world what marriage looks like when it's done God's way. You know, um, you think about marriage and you think about Jesus and his church, the bride, and how he gave himself totally and completely for his bride. If we can see husbands giving themselves that way for their bride, the bride would come to a place of knowing that I'm always under the shelter of the Almighty, but I'm under a shelter, a covering from this man that God has brought to me. So my heart and my passion is for marriages, that even if you are almost ready to sign on the dotted line as a believer in Christ, that you would go back to the Father, who is not the order of confusion. Mm. God has given us the victory in our marriages. He has given us the victory. Because he is victorious, so are we. It said, as he is in the world, so are we. He is not the author of divorce and confusion. He is not the author of men or women stepping out of their marriage relationship. It said that we should not allow the marriage bed to be defiled. I'm not condemning anyone but I want the word to convict us that the, the greater one lives in us and it doesn't matter where we go. I've heard it said you can uh, close the blind or you can go to Vegas and you think what is done in Vegas stays in Vegas. But the reality is that the Holy Spirit is with you, in you, wherever you go, whether it's Vegas or it's Tucson or it's Timbuktu, wherever you go, you cannot separate the Holy Spirit from you because he is in that temple. He sees everything that we're doing, and we cannot afford to have the the enemy destroy our marriages. Mm. We just cannot afford that. Amen. Mm, mm, mm. Cannot we just cannot allow the enemy to do that? We have a generation who's looking to the believers to see how marriage is done, how marriage survives sickness, how marriage survives pain, how marriages survive losing children, how marriages survive where. A wife is barren. How marriages survive because the husband loved the the wife as Christ loved the church. How marriages survive when there is adultery in the marriage. How marriages Mm -hmm. survive. It's by the grace of God. The grace and the favor and the mercies of God. We all must come to that place of surrender in our marriage, surrendering to God, surrendering to his Christ, because 
giver of life and every good impression. If we can see each other as a gift from God to be open genderly with care, I know how I am strange about when I get a gift and it has a bowl, how I don't want to mess up the, the wrapping, especially if it's beautiful. So can we look at our marriages again as gifts from God to be handled with loving kindness and tender mercies? Can we look at our marriages that they're gifts from God the way we treat each other shows how much we appreciate the gift that God has given us. We are his children, and the husband needs to treat the wife well. The wife needs to treat the husband well. Amen. We are not our own. We, are not our own. we were bought with a price. We, was, we were bought with the precious blood of the Lamb of God. In Hebrews 7.25, it says, Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through Jesus Christ, since he always lived to make intercession for us. So when we go to him, on behalf of our marriages, whatever is going on, he lives to intercede for us because we are his children. We are his prized possession. And so if God is interceding, if Jesus is on the right hand of the Father, interceding in our marriages, why can't we intercede for each other? My God. Yes. My heart and my passion is for marriage. My heart and my passion is for marriage. I so much want to see the body of believers smiling and holding hands. You know, we, 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 we can, uh, can pretend that all is well. You know, we can walk around holding hands in the church, but if, if we're pretending that all is well in, at church, or in the building that we worship God and we go home and our house is just upheaval and, and a total mess, eventually, you know, all that darkness is going to come to light. So we have to take care of business at home. Take care of business at home. So when we come to the building to worship, young people or old people who are looking to see godly marriages, they can say, wow, that's someone that I want to, to really mm. follow. It's unfortunate that we don't have the tightest women. We, we become gossipers. The, wow. The, the young women cannot come to the old women because the old women are just as crazy as the young women. Yeah. The old yeah. woman leaves your husband. That is not from God. That is straight up devil. So we need to be careful where we get our help from. Our help come from God. So my prayer is 
that godly women and godly men will show themselves to the younger women who are seeking marriages and wondering, do I need to stain this marriage? We should Mm -hmm. have members in the body being able to pray and give direction to a young couple to let them know that if they allow Jesus to remain in the center, although things may go awry, Jesus is still in the center and he will not allow us to fall because he really wants to present us, his bride, to the Father. So I was grateful for how God is is working our marriages. I haven't arrived. There has been trials and tribulations, but the blessing is that I am seeking God for his guidance. As my husband seek God for guidance for a way to protect our marriage, then we know that we can be godly examples to the world that God loves marriages, the ordained marriages. And just as God looked at everything that he had made and he said, this is good, that, that's how marriages should that we should look at each other and say, this is good. Even in the hard time, this is good. Even in trouble time, this is good. Wow. I pray that someone who is thinking about giving up and giving in will understand that God is there just waiting to restore their relationship. But it's all about surrendering. Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. Sometimes we have to get to that place of total surrender. Even though things don't look good, we can say to God, God, not my will, but your will be done in our marriages, in our lives, in our children's lives. My hope and my prayer is that the men and women of God would understand the great need for the marriage community to reestablish this bride of Christ, to to water the marriages so that they can flourish. Because we don't want our children growing up and say, marriage is not for me. There is a right way and there is a wrong way. We are not illegitimate children. We are children of the Most High God. And God wants us to emulate Him so that we don't have illegitimate children and orphans running around. Mm. That's for us. He does not want that for us. He wants a stable home with a mom and a dad and children who are emulating their parents because their parents are emulating God. So that is my heart. That is my passion for marriage, that God would restore what the 
canker worm is yes, Lord. to eat in our marriage. Yes, that Lord. The love, God, the love of God would be so ingrained in us that we do not deliberately hurt each other. That we start loving like he loves. That we find our peace in him and not in our husband, not in our wife. Uh-huh. Yes, because he gives the peace that we need. He is the peace. And if we cannot have peace within ourselves, we cannot have peace in our marriages or in any type of relationship. We have to have that peace and have that rest, just to rest in him, knowing that no good things would he withhold from us because we are sons and daughters. We are sons and daughters. We are sons and daughters. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just thank you so much. This is um, jotting down a lot of notes regarding this and what we are in marriage. And I'm so glad he placed this on your heart because with the the rate of divorce, it's it's in, in the church I'm talking about, in the body of Christ, we have got to be, understand that God has put us on this earth to be the examples. And that does require you know, quite a bit from us, but with God, all things are possible. So I love that um, you you brought this to the table. And I know that it is necessary to put out. It is necessary for us to hear. It is necessary for us to understand and to believe and to walk in this. And so I would like for you to pray also for marriages, for men and women as they endeavor to live the life that God has intended us to live in marriage. Would you do that? Yes, yes. Father God, in the precious name of Jesus, our Christ, we come before your presence, Father God, thanking you for life and for health and for strength. We thank you for being our Redeemer and our King. We thank you, God, for the institution of marriages. And, God, we come before you saying, please forgive us for what we have done to this institution. We thank you, God, that you are not there to condemn us, God, but you're there to convict us, Heavenly Father. Convict us about the things that we may do that is against your will. Convict us, Lord, about the things that we say behind our spouses' backs, Lord. Convict us, Lord, that we would pray for them where they are weak. We would pray for their strength, God, that we would cover them with your blood. Heavenly Father, forgive us because we have sinned against you in the institution of marriages. We have gone out of the marriage, and we have defiled the marriage bed. But, God, I thank you for your grace. It is not cheap, God. Lord. Thank you for your grace. I thank you for the outpouring of your spirit, 
God and the marriages in this community and around the world, God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that hearts would be mended, that healing would take place, God, that forgiveness would be in the home, Father God. Lord, we carry around so many hurts and we're not able to function, but God, you are our source. You are our strength. You are our healer. So I pray right yes, now, Lord. Jesus, Lord, that you would heal marriages, that you would heal the broken hearts, that you would bind up the broken spirits, God. Lord, help us to understand that we have your healing. We have your strength. We need just to surrender and become weak so that you can demonstrate your strength, God, in healing marriages, in healing hearts, in healing minds, healing souls, healing bodies, and healing spirits. Let us know Mm. that we are totally 100% dependent on you, God. It's by your grace and by your grace alone that marriages will survive. And we thank you because the grace has been given, Father God. Yes, Lord. That we stand assured and reassure that you have already approved us. You have approved us, God. And so no devil in hell can disapprove us. So we stand assured in that promise. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, we honor you, we praise you, we magnify you. And we give you the glory because you and you alone, you are the God and the King and the Redeemer and the Savior. And we say hallelujah to your name. We give you the highest praise as you encircle us, God, in our marriages. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, amen. I'm so grateful for you, Minister Wallace. It's just a blessing to have you on and um, I'm I'm anticipating that some marriages will be saved, that there will be healing that takes place in the marriages, the process of healing will take place, and that, that there will be someone that has a com- recommitment to their marriage because it's just like you said, contracts can be voided, but a covenant cannot. And so as a result of that, I'm praying that people understand the covenant that they have um, made between husband and wife and I'm 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 happy that people as a result of what you have said will come to know God in a much different and real way and as a result their marriages will be saved. I bless God for you and thank you so much I for joining God. me on tonight. Thank you. God bless you and keep you. Amen. And to those of you who are still on, thank you for enduring through the technical difficulties. We'll check to see what happened. I'm praying that all is well. If not, we'll make sure to um, do it again with with Minister Wallace and make sure everything is sent out. I want to thank you for sticking with the Kingdom Authority broadcast. Let me tell you something. Marriage is real. It it is a real covenant. It's sometimes, you know, um, rough. It's, it's, It's work, but it's also godly. And so it's real godly, and it exemplifies Christ and the and the body, um, his body. 
And so I want you to understand that this particular one, you've got to share with your friends who who are married and are seeking to grow in their marriage and to go deeper. I'm grateful for Minister Carmen Wallace. Continue to listen to Kingdom Authority because we're bringing you real topics. We're talking practically but definitely spiritually. We want you to be the best you that you can be and to live the life abundantly that God has, he has outlined for you. He has. And so it's incredibly important for each of us to operate, I'll say this again, operate with authority in our territory. Operate with authority in your territory by the grace of God, the spiritual gifts that he's given each and every one of us to operate in this world, not for our own selves, but for the whole body, for the kingdom, to bring others into the kingdom of God for the glory of God. I want to thank you again for joining us on Kingdom Authority broadcast. It's been a blessing. And guess what? We're down to the last um, three months of the year. So let's operate with authority in your territory. God bless you all and have a great night. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority broadcast.